0: Podcast One Production.
1: We find it difficult to firstly keep track of the goals, to work towards them on a daily basis, and they end up becoming out of alignment with what's really important for us.
0: I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. My guest, Dr. Sean O'Connor from the University of Sydney's Coaching Psychology Unit. We do what we say we're going to do about 50% of the time, and that is according to Harvard psychologist Heidi Halverson. What are the barriers and what are the tips to being good at this whole concept of goal setting? Because it's an incredibly important skill to have in your career and life in general. So let's fast track why people fail at goal setting and let's understand how to set goals and learn how to stay on track. Dr. Sean O'Connor is an internationally renowned pracademic. He teaches at the University of Sydney's coaching psychology unit. Um, Sean, I've known you for a long time, and I couldn't think of anyone better to help me understand why don't we do what we say we're going to do?
1: That's an interesting question, isn't it? I think, and from my experience, that one of the things that we do the most is we tend to overcommit We tend to put too much on our plates. We tend to put too many goals forward. We tend to be looking at how we can please others rather than pleasing ourselves. And we've tried to put so much into our timetables. We find it difficult to firstly keep track of the goals, to work towards them on a daily basis, and they end up becoming out of alignment with what's really important for us. So we lose track of them we lose sight of them and we lose motivation for them because they're far beyond our capabilities to control.
0: Okay, so in my case, I've been trying to lose four kilos for about four years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a simple example. There's lots of other goals in my life, but why is is this because I'm so busy and have so many other things that I'm trying to attain?
1: I think that's definitely part of it. Um, We've got so much on our plates no pun intended. Um, however, there is, there is some importance into how we're making sense of those goals. So we might want to lose some weight. We might want to get a bit more fit. Um, however, we're not necessarily inquiring ourselves into why that's important for us. What will it give you if you lose that weight? How will you make sense of it if you are in that space where you've gotten to where you want to be? What are some of the benefits? How does it contribute to the bigger picture? What's going to be most important about that for you? Because we have a lot of external pressure all the time around what we should do what we have to do, and what others want us to do. And yes, fair enough, we can't avoid them all the time. Sometimes there are things we have to do, but we need to make sense of them from our own set of values. They have to be meaningful for us because if they're not, it's very hard to stay motivated and it's very hard to check in and make sure that we're making progress over time.
0: That's so interesting because as you were talking then, the thing that kept resonating in my head was goals need to be meaningful Mm. to me. And they, they need to resonate. That's right. Yeah. Otherwise, I won't commit to it. Definitely. So clearly, I'm not really committed to losing the four kilos. <laughs> so anyway. Or maybe you
1: haven't found the right reason yet. Yeah. So because yeah. sometimes we have these surface level goals and they may be important to us in some significant way, but we haven't committed the time to exploring the link between our high level values and how they might be contributing to our purpose from a bigger perspective.
0: So I'm playing this back. It's kind of they have to be, well, it's not kind of, they have to be meaningful to us and contribute in some way to mm-hmm. what's important to us. And the other thing is we're overloaded. Like we tr- decide to pick off, what is it, what did my mum used to say, bite off more than you can chew, yes. you know, the same adage.
1: Other reasons include things like we sometimes commit to a goal and we find a reason to do it and we might uh, and label it in some way as important to us, but then we don't commit time to review it, to check it off, to make sure that it's still progressing. And if we don't feel that sense of progression, if we don't feel like we're moving forward, then the motivation drops off as well. Another mistake that people often make is that they set a goal And they don't have, uh, they don't break it down into small enough chunks so that there's achievable components. If you don't have an achievable component, all you do is throwing ideas into the wind. If you can't see yourself moving forward, if you can't see the little inches that you win on a day-to-day basis, it's really hard to stay motivated. And then every barrier that gets in the way looks like it's the end for that potential for success.
0: So would that be, just to go back, there's a simple idea about losing weight. Is that why I, if I have a chocolate bar, then think the world is over and I'll just throw the diet out the window.
1: That might be right. Yeah. Okay. So giving yourself a range of achievement, giving yourself a scale of, okay, if I do well on this many days, rather than just having to be perfect all the time, that is really a stumbling block to goal attainment is this um, search for perfection. They have to get there 100% of the time. That really stifles motivation. How then
0: do we actually set goals? I mean, we've heard about smart goals and we've, you know, there's often a different theory about how you would set goals. There's wheels and all sorts of things. Tell me, what's your view on how we set goals?
1: Okay. So there's there's so much out there around what are the important components to setting good, productive, efficient and attainable goals. Um, some of them include things like making sure that they're approach goals, that you're moving towards them rather than moving away from something. What
0: does that mean? Tell me a little bit more about an approach goal. Give me an example.
1: So to use your example around losing weight, instead of losing weight, it might be moving into that ideal weight category. Okay. So it's something that you can aim towards <laughs> okay. rather moving rather than moving away from because it, they end up being more motivating.
0: Okay. Okay. Terrific. What else?
1: Other things, so making sure that they're attainable, that you've broken th- them down into enough components so that you can see success. Another is to have as many pathways to the goals as you can.
0: Okay, pathways. So yep. like literal pathways?
1: Yeah, that's right. So literal pathways. So that what that refers to is, for example... If you uh, wanted to become a better leader or you wanted to get a high position at work, one of the important things to do is think of a number of different strategies that can get you there and break those each of those strategies down into manageable chunks. The reason why this is so important is if you one strategy or one pathway gets blocked, doesn't work, it doesn't become a disaster. It doesn't become complete failure. You've got another option to hop to. You've got another pathway to success that allows you to think, hey, this could still be possible. The research suggests that if you uh, contribute a number of different resources to a number of pathways, not all of them because you're stretched too thin, but across a number of pathways so that if progress fails along one avenue, then when you switch to that other avenue, it's already moved forward to some extent. So that also increases your uh, the possibility for your success in whatever goal that might be.
0: Okay, so approach goals are really useful pathways thinking or pathways having different pathways to achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. Anything else that comes to mind in setting goals that mean we're going to be successful.
1: So, another important aspect is that idea again around values and purpose. We often set goals and we have a clear in our mind at the very beginning how Filling out this particular financial spreadsheet will give us uh, an understanding of where we're at financially and then allow us to contribute towards a goal around potential financial freedom or success in some way that gives us more time with our family or something important like that to us. But then filling out the spreadsheet is boring as hell. And if you just get bogged down into the day-to-day, the little tic tacky tasks, then you're going to lose the identity that's related to what's most important about that goal for you. So one of the things that I suggest with working with leaders and others is around making sure that you're reassessing your values and your purpose and identifying how the small things on a day-to-day basis are contributing to that success so you don't lose sight of them and they don't end up encompassing all of your attention for no identified purpose.
0: I love this. There's one thing that I'm really fascinated about though when you're setting goals because if you can't see it for me, (laughs) I often forget that that's my goal. Like there's a lot of competing things going on in my head every day. So I've got a work goal or something else. If it's hiding on my computer... How do I make that meaningfully visible every
1: day? How do I remind myself of this goal? Have you got any tips for us? Oh, definitely. So a couple of things that I've used myself personally and with clients are things like visual reminders. If you're a visual person who uh, can attribute things symbolically, then putting things on your desktop on your phone, on the back of your door as you leave a building or uh, on the back of your door at home, in your car, whatever works for you in terms of giving you that little bit of a reminder on a daily basis is really, really important because it helps us to keep them in our view.
0: I think I remember you telling me that you had a client who actually typed their goal in as a password on their computer every week To remind themselves (laughs) that whatever it was they needed to do. I thought that was brilliant, except I'd probably forget my password every week. (laughs) Um, But it helps you remind it, that sort of environmental structuring, do we
1: call that? That's right. That's right. So um, they refer to that as implementation planning. So if you put things in your way uh, in the everyday of your activity that lead you to make a decision one way or another about whether you continue to have behavior that's consistent with your goals as opposed to behavior that's inconsistent, then you um, are much more likely to achieve your goals because you have to make a decision point every time you do that. So there was a design school that was looking at aspects of goal setting and positive psychology. And what they designed was this key holder that you stuck on near your front door and had two sets of keys in it. And one was for your bike and one was for the car. And so you had to put in a code to take out the one for the car. And every time you took that out, the bike keys would fall on the ground. So then you had to make an active decision to take the lazy pathway and drive the car or pick up the other keys. So you have to pick them up anyway because they just fell down off the ground. Plug them back in to get your car keys out. So you act actively have to decide not to commit to your fitness goal or whatever that might be. So little things like that, where you have to make a decision purposely to ignore the goal that you set for yourself, setting up those little things in your daily life really can help, can help bring the attention back to the purpose and the thing that you're striving for.
0: Well, that makes me think about this idea of habits, and if you want to achieve a goal, I've heard that it's really important to establish all the things around that goal as much as habitual behaviour as possible.
1: Is that the truth? Yeah, that definitely can be supportive of uh, goal achievement. So having habits, making it consistent with your every day, so habituation is really important because we're so strapped for time. We've got such limited access to resources because we're busy, 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 go, go, go. The mistake that people often make is they just, to achieve their goals, they put more on their plate. They don't look for the things that are already there that can contribute to their uh, moving forward towards their goals. And they don't habituate or make habits out of the things they need to do on a daily basis so that they're inching closer and closer towards their goals. So people are running off to the gym to keep fit. And yet they're driving their cars to work. Why aren't they walking to work or getting off the bus a couple of steps earlier and integrating it into their day? If you want to have – if you've got a goal around creating more connectivity in the family, you want to spend more time with the kids or whatever that might be, and you've also got a fitness goal and you're separating those two things, you're really creating extra strain and stress on yourself. You should be finding ways to go outdoors, go for bushwalks, integrate that family connection with the activity and the the fitness goal so that you're killing two birds with one stone. This is more the efficiency of goals – And the efficiency of actions towards the goals becomes much easier when we've got a better idea of what the main vision and purpose is for why we're doing these little bits and pieces in the first place.
0: Okay. So instead of them becoming competing goals, you've actually integrated them. So that makes a lot of sense.
1: That's right. Um,
0: And our capacity or our ability, I think Roy Bormeister used to talk about willpower. Is that right? Mm -hmm. About how much capacity you have. Actually, it's quite limited yep. to actually achieve things. That's and right. so therefore you've got to create a habit out of those things that you want to achieve. I've got a couple of clients who do walking coaching sessions or working, walking one-on-ones because <laughs> they're trying to incorporate some activity in their 10,000 yep. steps.
1: Great. Yeah, it's That's
0: great. Excellent. So Sean, are goals just goals everywhere, whether I'm wanting to lose weight or whether I'm running a team or an organisation.
1: Uh, look. A lot of people try and separate those parts of their lives and there's an argument that we should keep them a bit separate because they're blending too much and work is taking over much of our lives and that's fair enough. Uh, But I think when you get down to the core of what we're trying to achieve and when we identify a purpose or a bigger picture goal, that the striving for goal attainment is the same in either category. There are aspects that can cross over. So when we talked about before around habituation and also integration of goals, I think the same, uh, the same is important for when you're thinking about the difference between workplace goals and home life goals, is that if you're trying to become a better leader, a better communicator, a better listener, then you've only got so much experience of that that can happen at work. You need to also be doing the same at home, taking every opportunity or advantage of behavior to help curate your experience in a way that shapes who you are. I've been playing with this idea for a while about curation of experience. And the limited time that we have and the limited exposure we have to developing ourselves, we need to think consistently about what it is that we want to become, who we are, and how we need to be in different areas of our lives. And we have to curate the different experiences so they help to support us in moving in that direction. Otherwise, the majority of things we do are going to be pulling us in some other direction or not helping us. So everything we do can be an aspect of curation if we consciously decide to shape it in a way so it keeps us on that path that we've decided is important for us. Now, this isn't talked about very much, but this is how the self becomes and how we get to grow shapes who we are. And if we're not curating that, then someone else is curating it for us or it's being curated by happenstance and not intentionally. So we miss an opportunity to flourish and to self actualize and become the greater person that we want to become.
0: Sean, if you are really successful, does that mean you are really good at setting goals? Do those two
1: things correlate? Look, there's a number of different academic approaches to this and different perspectives, but uh, but trying to encompass them more generally, it seems that high achievers tend to set more goals they tend to have more pathways towards their goals and they tend to have, be able to explain their vision and their purpose much more clearly. So while it may not be a causation, there is definitely some correlation. So becoming better at setting goals, being consistent with how we review our goals, identifying the values and purpose that um, these goals meet for us and making sure we check in and habituate the goals that we set for ourselves so they become part of our our everyday, is very likely to support our performance in other areas.
0: Okay, and we become more confident then, I suppose, at setting bigger and
1: bigger goals or stretch goals. You could definitely make that connection.
0: So are there any last tips, Sean, about setting goals?
1: Okay. So a number of things I would suggest. One of them is to make sure that you spend time setting your goals. Start with a big picture, look at the values and purpose, look at who it is you want to become, and then break that into subcategories of areas of your life and look for some key goals that you want to commit to. Make sure you break them down and find ways to habituate moving towards them on a regular basis. The other tip is to actually review them and not just review the goals that you're working on now but also review the values and purpose that committing to those goals represents because this can change over our lives as well so tapping into them from time to time is important and the other thing is integrate them try to do things that meet more than one of your high level goals so that you can reduce the amount of time you have to spend on them and also enjoy committing your effort to them more often
0: Dr. Sean O'Connor, fantastic advice today. Thank you. Fast-tracking your success to goals is all about making good choices. And when you're heading out, choose the right key. It doesn't always have to be the bicycle, but make good choices. Fast Track is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Australia. The producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au.